You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 254 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Good. What's happening in Gina world? Oh, I've just been, uh, I've spent the afternoon sitting by a fire, drinking chai <laughs> tea over at a friend's house, which was lovely. Nice. It's so nice to do that and uh, trying to find ways to keep warm. I was actually on a quest to try and find um, an electric blanket, Val. They don't, yeah. they don't exist. Couldn't find well, any because it's so cold. They exist. Oh, yes. You just couldn't find any because everyone else had bought them. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, well, it's actually freezing in Sydney. I can only imagine how freezing it is in Melbourne, which is way, way colder. So I don't pity you. And at least I have good heating. <laughs> I know you're lucky, like. but <laughs> I'm very excited about our topic today, Val, how to shoot yes. world-class portraits with our guest, Antonis Engrafu, who's an amazing photographer that I discovered mm. uh, on Instagram. Great, great way to discover. And I love it when Absolutely. you stumble across uh, people like that. So I'm excited to share that today. Mm, brilliant. But we've also got some interesting news and that is we have been, you've got a chart, you've seen a chart yep. of where this podcast is being heard in various countries, right, Gina? Oh, yes. It is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like now now it's like my list of, oh, well, I need to visit that country now. It's just <laughs> like, and it's bizarre that, the you know, there's people all over the world that are hearing our possum stories and boogie board <laughs> stories and obviously uh, electric blanket stories. electric blanket stories you know <laughs> South Korea China Germany France Spain Brazil Russia Mexico Norway Denmark hello to anyone who's listening from these countries Italy <laughs> Netherlands Belgium what was the one Everywhere. that I did um Burkina Faso West Africa, I believe. Nigeria. Uzbekistan. Mauritius. Have you been to Mauritius? No. Always wanted to go there. Nepal, Nicaragua, Cyprus, Lebanon. Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) And Burkina Faso. We're actually number seven in visual arts in Burkina Faso. (laughs) (laughs) Guatemala, Luxembourg. I know. So hello to everyone from all over the world. It's a veritable United Nations. Really appreciate every one of you tuning in to listen to this podcast and learn more about photography. Yes. So it's just 
fantastic. It's so yeah. good that uh, in the far reaches of the world, if you are in the podcast community, if you're not already in the podcast community, come and join us over on Facebook. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community and request to join. It's free to join. We'd love to have you in there and post us a photo of where you are from, oh, you know, yeah, just somewhere cool. from down the road from you so we can see all of the different places that um, all of our listeners come from. It'd be great to have you in there. So what's happening with the gold community, Gina, this week? Because, of course, the gold community is the awesome um, membership that we have for people who want to take their photography to the next level. What's happening with all of the goldies? The goldies are killing it. And, and you know, like... Uh, killing it that? in Australia? <laughs> all over the world. Is, you, is what a does good it, thing. What do, it's a good thing. It is. It's a good thing. <laughs> And uh, you've heard that uh, phrase. You're like you're the sum of the six people that you spend the most time with. Or it's five, like that. actually. Is it five? Yes. It could be six. Well, the <laughs> phrase is five. There you go. Well, there's like the the, um, the the goldies have just like in in the last couple of weeks, uh, everyone is like going off, and the, their portrait. And is that another Australian phrase? Yeah, going, going off. off, going off. Yeah, we're, we're going off. Um, <laughs> creating beautiful portraits. Uh, you know, studio portraits, location portraits, character portraits. Amazing, and it's like. Nothing makes my day more than going into that Facebook group and seeing a new post of and someone saying, oh, this all just clicked and I went out and then I moved my light slightly and tilted the head slightly and it's all come together and then they post these amazing shots. I'm so proud of them. It's it's just um, honestly my greatest joy, Val, to see them people succeeding like this. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. They're just... Um... They're just killing it. <laughs> All right. If you want to find out a little bit more about the gold community, have a listen to this. Hey, guys. Are you an enthusiast or pro photographer who wants to take their photography to the next level? I'd love the opportunity to work with you, and I want to introduce you to my gold community. The gold community is an educational resource where members get access to photography courses and regular tutorials. There's over 200 tutorials with more being added each month. In these tutorials, I take you on set with me and I share my thought process behind scouting locations, posing and directing models, lighting and post-production. You get to see the entire shoot from start to finish, from surface in Sri Lanka using a single speed light to character portraits on the streets of Sicily using daylight or high-end studio shoots where I share all my posing and connecting hacks. There's also regular photo critiques, monthly live calls and heaps more. As a member, you'll also have access to my exclusive Facebook group and online forum where you'll be able to connect with other members from all over the world. So what are you waiting for? Join the Gold community today and start taking the kind of photos you've always dreamed of. You can check it out at ginamilitia.com. So we have an interview this week with Antonis Engrafu and his work is 
awesome. I can mm. see why you like it, Gina. It's um, <laughs> it's so moody, it's so evocative, and they're, they're portraits, and, and he seems to like shooting pictures of older people as well. Yeah, well, that's one that that's like his uh, personal projects. He's also mm. um, uh, established and uh, kind of world class commercial photographer, and he's based Fantastic. in Cyprus, Val. And uh, his work, when you look at his work, and I encourage you to go and uh, check out his website, uh, antonisandgrafu.com, uh, mm. links in the show notes. You can find those at ginamilitia.com. Uh, mm. He, you can see that uh, his his images like are really heavily influenced by uh, the old masters of painting, mm. and you can really see that in both his commercial and his um, his uh, personal projects. And uh, mm. you know he's got a real sort of storyteller approach to his images. And the other beautiful thing that he does, and I love seeing photographers do this is he's now uh, branching out and doing video work as well and it's such a natural transition and I think in today's day and age an important uh, skill for photographers to have because it just uh, broadens your skill set that you can Mm. offer to clients if you want to do that uh, commercially and the way a photographer sees uh, is is quite different to say someone who starts out shooting uh, video with so a photographer's eye when you see the videos that they produce you just see beautiful image beautiful image beautiful image and the difference is they just happen to be moving but it's such a visual feast when it's a photographer that uh, that has created those videos so I love seeing his uh, his video work he's won um, a swag of awards as well and um, I think his, his stuff is just amazing. In this interview, he, he goes into uh, sharing uh, how he, his, his approach to taking uh, these portraits and particularly his personal projects and how he uh, takes a lot of time to connect with his subjects. He talks about scouting locations, how he's lighting his images as well, and his uh, editing and shooting style. So uh, really generous interview uh, from Antonis, and uh, I hope, hope you guys enjoy it. Antonis, welcome to the show. How are you going? Hi, everything good. How how are you doing? I'm great. I'm very excited to chat to you. Uh, congratulations on a beautiful body of work. I think I I stumbled uh, across your Instagram feed, and uh, th- then that led me down the rabbit hole of going through your whole feed and going to your website. Your your portraits are beautiful. Before we begin, hey. where in the world are you? I'm uh, I'm from Cyprus. Actually, it's in Europe. Uh, it's smaller. It's, it's uh, the second largest island in uh, Mediterranean, and yeah, from Limassol. Actually, actually, yeah. And it's a beautiful, beautiful place, and uh, it's on my wish list. I really want to get there. Yeah. It looks amazing. <laughs> You're very lucky to live there. Yeah, yeah, we say so. Yeah. <laughs> Now, is it true that you, you're a third-generation photographer? Yep, I'm a third-generation photographer. Actually, now and my brother got to it, to cinematography, and all it started with my grandfather in 1960. 
Uh, he was in a small village. Uh, okay, not actually small village. It's a, like a small town, Morfu. It's called Morfu. And he started as a studio photographer. He was one of the first studio photographers in the island. And he was taking portraits of people. The weddings that time were just studio photos. And after my dad continued the art of photography in 1980, and then I got into it. So were you, did, did you get to see your grandfather as a photographer, or was it just your father that you got to watch as a... As a... I remember my grandfather... Uh, because a war happened here in Cyprus, and after they came to Limassol, because uh, his uh, town where his studio was was occupied after the war, they came to Limassol and he opened a small studio here. And actually, it was more, he lost a little bit his mood. It was actually more like services, photography services, just some studio sessions. And I remember my grandfather taking me there, taking photos in his studio. And after my father started his own business, so we were from quite young in this. But the truth is that I never was into photography. Really? So as a boy, being watching your grandfather at work, you weren't it, like. When did you realize that what they were doing was like not I what everyone it. else's father and grandfather does? Did you ever yeah. realize how special it was? Uh, maybe for others, it uh, might look excited, you know, oh, my dad was a photographer, my grandfather, I'm going to be a photographer. But actually, after when I finished school, I didn't know what to do, tell the truth. And I went to my dad to his studio. And uh, actually, after it, three, four years, I was really into getting interested in photography. I would start searching it more. I was about to go to universities and uh, in England or Italy, but I was like, not a lot into it, but after something happened and I started getting too much in love with it. Right. I started my own uh, experimentation, let's say. What was it that got that made you fall in love with photography? What was it that you saw or noticed? Was there a moment when you just said, this is cool, I like it, I want to do this? So it goes like this. I, my dad was like, he gave me an old uh, Canon uh, film camera. And he was like, uh, okay, you go around Cyprus, you start shooting, so you learn. And through that process, you know, I started, okay, uh, photographing old villages, uh, old house, uh, nature. I started shooting people. And when I was developing the films, I saw, you know, something interesting, something else was going on from what I was uh, watching through the viewfinder, you know, with the, some t uh, tricks through photography, I was learning more, and I liked the process. And after I got a lot of into it, okay, I saw that he had a old Hasselblad, and I started a lot of experimentation with it, the film, and I re really loved, I really love it, I really love uh, playing with the light. And after through that, I started with the portrait photography because my dad was in the wedding business. And I wanted to go explore more possibilities. So I started falling in love with it. And I was a little bit, uh, people around me were like, uh, ah, you're not good, uh, what you're doing. Who I, was I saying had a lot that? Who was saying that? 
uh, actually people that I know around me that I didn't care. And this made me a little bit selfish to them. I'm going to show you. And I started uh, sending some pictures abroad to competition and stuff like this till the first time I won something really big uh, with a photo that actually here in Cyprus, the photo community was judging bad. And I won a big competition abroad and I was like, got into it just to show them that I'm good. <laughs> and after I got from that, uh, from that on, I don't know. Uh, it was just a little bit like a push to me, you know, just to prove that I love it. I like it. I'm not like before. It's a little bit weird, this thing, but it was like a push that I needed. And how supportive was your dad uh, when you were coming up as, as a photographer? Was he, did he teach you the techniques or h- how did you learn the basics of photography? My dad was, uh, had his own way. He told me some stuff, but he was like, okay, here's a camera. You know some stuff now. Go to improvement, uh, improve them. Yeah, so he's, uh, I needed my own, uh, he, he knew how to push me. So he wasn't like, was, it, was it tough love? Was he, um, did you, when you'd take a photo, would you show it to him for critique? And was he, how, how, did, he criti- how did he push you forward? Uh, okay, uh, each person has his own way, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Okay, he was sometimes a little bit bad judging, but for his own reasons, because he knew my character. Right. That if I hear something, I'm going to prove you wrong, you know. And after he's just, okay, now he's uh, happy that that he's promoting me a lot, (laughs) (laughs) showing what I'm doing. Um, But he had his own way. Each person has its own way. Is there something... uh... Or are there things that your father did as a photographer? Are there techniques or lessons uh, that he taught you that you still use to this day? Or is there anything that stands out from then? Okay, a lot of things, I think they came from film developing. Yeah. I learned a lot of uh, techniques with the light. I can see more, you know, through the process of the film. You see things that... And, and now you can see, but it's more like a hands to it. You know, yeah. you're more, you're more in touch with that. I don't know how to explain it. And yeah. uh, through developing of films, through watching his work uh, from film when he was taking uh, with film the weddings, and this process, it made me a little bit. It was actually a lesson, without knowing that it was a lesson. Do, do but you it think? Was, and the love that he was giving me with the cameras, you know, we had a big collection with cameras in house. I wanted to take each camera to see the lenses, you know, like I was getting in love with it, with that ways. Right. So he made you fall in love with the actual, the, the beautiful cameras. Do, do yeah. you think that um, starting as uh, working with film uh, was a positive to your development as a photographer because like when you're shooting with film you don't have the luxury of shooting thousands of frames you don't yeah. have the luxury of being overexposed or too underexposed that you do today do you think that that made you a better photographer this made me actually after when the digital cameras came not to uh, it brought me to a point that taking the photo 
and knowing the result without seeing it. Yeah. If you understand what I mean. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, okay. Uh, I remember when we had the Hasselblad, I altered the Polaroid back. You know, just to have yeah. a sample. Yeah. When I was doing my own projects, but it made me learn the camera more. That I know I'm gonna put that speed and that thing. It's gonna come exactly like that. The photo. Now I have a little bit this possibility by understanding what's going on. Uh, it's everything coming like a like my own extension. Right. This helped me a lot. Yeah, I think I think I think if everyone has the opportunity to learn on a film camera, I think it's a good thing because it does teach you how to trust your gut rather than looking at the back of the camera to know that you've got the shot. Yeah, yeah. Now into my uh, when I'm uh, having some lessons, private lessons with students, I'm giving them uh, an old lens that has the shutter on. You know. Uh, um, the focus is on the, you have to find it by yourself, so they will learn through the process. Yeah. So they get to be more creative with that process, even if they are out of focus if, or whatever, they learn how to be one with the camera. Yeah. It's my thought, this, and it's really helpful, I think, in the end of the day. So after you won that initial award uh how quickly did you start getting paid work because like i see on your website uh, like you know the first thing that stands out is your the 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 personal work that you're doing those beautiful portraits Mm -hmm. but the commercial side like the the interiors and exteriors that you do it couldn't be further from the style that you shoot your portraits in so like what Mm -hmm. what was uh what was the uh the journey to, to going from a student of photography uh, to getting your first commercial paid gig, and and uh, can you remember what that was and how you felt yeah. on the day? Yeah, uh, it started all with some local magazines here in Limassol, and they wanted the photo- portrait photographers, or and so I started working with them, and I was always uh, trying to bring something different to it. So that was my first uh, paid commercial jobs. And after through that jobs, a lot of advertising agencies, they saw my work, they wanted to cooperate with them. And so I got into the commercial. I was, before I was a wedding photographer. And actually I really respect wedding photography. Mm. Because everything has to be correctly. You have just a, a click to it. And through that process, uh, I learned a lot of stuff. But I wanted to go to more creative stuff, uh, to get my ideas uh, into a photo. So magazines was, I had the free, uh, freedom to experiment with it. And they loved my style. So I got in touch with advertising agents. Um, I really love architecture. From young age, I really love architecture, and I started with architecture photography as well. But uh, mostly, okay, here in Cyprus is more island. The um, the photography business, let's say, is not so widely open with a lot of commercial shots. And but I always like stories from around the island, and I wanted to show them a sort of a way. So I started my own personal projects with people and so yeah i'm working now with commercial here in cyprus in europe and through that i'm i like mostly when i'm doing in my own uh, personal uh, 
work projects, yeah. which is for boots. Yeah, and, and do, like, how much um, how much time are you devoting to your personal projects? Is this something that you um, make yourself do uh, on a regular basis? Uh, unfortunately, no, because whenever I I have the chance, uh, I'm trying to put not the chance. I'm trying to put a schedule. Let's say that I have a project in mind, and I have to shoot it or. But yeah, because I have a lot of work here yep. uh, uh, with clients. Uh, sometimes, yeah, it's getting me longer than I thought to make up my own project. But whenever I have the chance, I'm doing it. Because I think, and it's like an advice through personal projects, you're uh, exploring more yourself as well. Yeah. More techniques. And do you find that... Um when you're putting these personal projects out there, is that the work that you're sharing with advertising agencies to get more work? Is it your personal projects or are you also sharing your commercial work with them? The truth is that those, uh, from these personal projects that I, uh, not advertising, have in my uh, uh, internet accounts, uh, they came the paid jobs from that because uh, they like my style uh, they like the. Uh, they saw me the way that that I work. They like it. That I'm, I'm really on that works. I'm trying to be more like not quickly, just to have a big discussion with client or the person I'm gonna photograph for for the project, and be more quite fast on that moment. Yeah. So I'll capture that moment. And but through that projects, my personal projects, more opportunities came for my job. Yeah. And, and do you find that uh, the clients now are, are letting you shoot in your in your own style based on those personal projects? I'm fortunate uh, uh, to say that uh, now, yeah, because of this, they they coming to me to for a project for, because they like my style, let's say. Yes. And this is a good thing that now I can shoot what, uh, what uh, with my style. They recognize, let's say on sort of way, the style and they want, and we want that kind of portraits uh, with your style. So I'm having a little bit more freedom yeah. when I'm doing the job. And how long do you think that took you to get to that point where you weren't, because like obviously when you're starting out, you get a you get a commercial booking as a new photographer and you're, you're going to do exactly uh, what the art director asks you, right? And you'll shoot, they'll, they'll give you a brief and you'll shoot to, to, to that. How long did it take you for them to say, no, no, we want you to shoot this? What do you think we should shoot? How, how should we shoot this? How long did that take to, to get to that point? It got along uh, maybe for four or five years yeah. till I, I wanted to show, uh, let's say, a portfolio of work. Yeah. And... Uh, it, it needed some time. It yeah. needed some time. Oh, the good thing about it is that they, they're they like, okay, we have this brief, put your personal touch to it, and do it for us. Yeah. I, I see more, more trust to it. Lately, we had a big commercial campaign for, for a bank here. Yeah. And because it was a, the video set first, we actually had to shoot at one o'clock in the night. Wow. And uh, yeah, and the actors they were like tired or whatever. But because I knew that I could work 
a little bit faster. Yeah. In five minutes, had the and the art directors were there, and just by the first clicks, they were like, "Okay, we got it. That's it." So I can calm people down with that. Yeah. And and uh, how long did that take you? Was that um, was that a result of doing all the personal projects? Because when you're photographing someone on the street, they're not going to give you the luxury of yeah, take all day to do the shot and light it. They give you five minutes, don't they? When you're doing a a, a personal project. So do you think that was that that got you taught you how to shoot quickly? Yeah, actually, what I learned through that. Yeah. So for me, it was a big university shooting random people or yeah. for some or whatever. Uh, actually, I'm a quite shy guy, okay? Yeah. And but I like a lot of uh, hearing people, the conversation, and make me a little bit more open to talk with them. So when I found random people or I wanted to shoot for a story for something, for my own projects, I always sit with, uh, with that people, sit down, have a coffee, have a long conversation, and they really, uh, it makes them more calm to your lens after. So actually after I, all my photos, I, my personal, I just have five or ten clicks for that. And always the first two shots are the one that I'm looking for. Because people fantastic. there are after that. It makes them, you know, be one with the uh, trust who's opposite you, you know. And they get really getting their their self on the on your lens. So it was a big lesson that for me. Actually so, now with a lot of clients or whatever, um sitting down and having a normal conversation, not for work in general. Yeah, to connect. That's the important part yeah. of the, the photo that I think a lot of photographers um, won't take that opportunity. So is that for all your personal projects, before you photograph the person, you're going to sit down and um, hear their, listen to their story and connect with them? Yeah, yeah. I never tell them because I'm not like a person, uh, my character to go tell me, oh, sorry, can I take a photo of you? Yeah. I'm going to say hi, we're going to sit down, I'm doing that. Uh, what you're doing, what's your story here. And so we're having like a, a good connection first. Yeah. Because if you do this connection, uh, there are people that they would say, no, we don't want. Actually, I, I had a story that I wanted to shoot one time. They told me, no, that person, he's really, uh, how to say, uh, he don't like this thing. He's angry. He's... Uh, not a good person, whatever they were telling me. But after we sat down, he was like telling me everything, you know. And I was like, can I have the portrait of you? And everything's coming out after, really <laughs> natural. And that's amazing. Really, it's my 80% of work uh, talking with people first and after photographing them. That's so interesting. That's so interesting. I don't know many yeah. people that do it that way, actually. Uh, I love it. I love it. I told you before I was a shy person even to say hi to people. Yeah. And, and some uh, Sorry, was that more. something that you – is that something like that, that shyness to approach people? The first time you did a personal project, how hard was that to approach that first person? How did you feel and how, how have you gotten over that shyness, if, if, if at all? Uh, all for me is this first uh, hi, you know, the first words. Yeah. Just to make me say this first word to approach someone. 
you know, but after that, it's come really naturally. If you give them a trust, you know, they show you bucket trust. Here in Cyprus, uh, fortunately, it's uh, really, the people are really uh, calm, open, you know. And so, yeah, it, after this conversation, the first conversation makes both of us calm, you know. Yeah. Moving the stress factor from it. And for me, it's perfect after when I'm getting the chance to photograph them, you know, and hearing all that. It's like you having a good friend after. And believe it or not, with 90% of the people that are photographed, we have connections. That's we beautiful. have good connections. And sometimes that I was really happy for that. Uh, through some projects, some and even personal projects, some good things happen. Let's uh, I'm going to tell you a small story. Before four years, my because my dad knows that I love this shooting these projects. If he is hearing about the story about something unique, he's telling me about. And before four years, uh, four years or three, he came. Ah, there's a fisherman in Cyprus that he is 80 years old. He's going with his old lady uh, at 12 o'clock in the night fishing, staying, uh, living in the boat. A boat. It's actually it's a small, uh, 50-year-old vessel. Wow. <laughs> and he was. You want to shoot that? Yeah, of course. I, I love this thing. I, I like fishing. I like sea. You know, I'm going to do that. And we met the uh, persons. And actually, it was the time that I started, like, uh, getting a little bit to the video cinematography thing that was with the cameras. And I wanted to make a small project with them. And anyway, we shot the project. We make the video. We kept really good family relations with them. And through that project, we learned before two years that they too, um, he stopped. He got too retired. Uh, they took his vessel as a historical, how to say, object uh, thing to the University of Cyprus for display. Wow. Because of the stuff we brought out. That's amazing. And before 10 days, they honored him, the Cyprus government, they honored him as the last fisherman that was doing it with the traditional way. Wow. Through that, they learned more about history of Limassol, of our town. Yeah. Through his, because he was the first swimmer that got a European uh, medal. He was the best swimmer. He created the polo team wow. here in Limassol. And through that, it came all, and it's something like it makes you feeling proud, honored about it, that through something that was just a project, not paid work, it's not about the no. money. Something happened to that person, and now they want to put them on the books. They have them on the historical uh, archives of Limassol. And through that project, it's come out all these small stories, you know, from something really simple. That's fantastic. And so uh, that's the fisherman. Uh, that's your, and, and the video is on Vimeo. You yeah. shot that video as well. And your video style is also beautiful. Is that something you want to do uh, more of? And, and I notice you shoot video like a photographer, which I think is a beautiful thing because every, every image is another, it goes, is a, is a beautiful um, still. You know, the yeah. way you frame, the way you uh, set up the story, it's all like, it, it could be like a whole, each, each frame is a beautiful image. Do you enjoy um, that process? I really enjoy it. And the only truth is that I don't know a lot of about settings about video. Yeah. I know two, two things, but my, my thoughts on that 
is I just want a perfect frame. Yeah. I'm not a, a perfect frame, one lens and shoot it. And actually with the Fisherman video, it was my first ever video that I was trying to do with my old uh, 5D Mach 2. And just uh, took the, uh, some lenses, I took my brother with it and we were just going with the flow. We didn't stop anything because we can't tell to the people, you know, stop your bike in the middle of the road. We're sitting behind the truck, following them. Through that process again, I learned more stuff about it. Yeah. I never liked, let's say, in general, to shoot portraits in wide angle. I didn't have space in the boat to shoot them. I had my wide angle, and I really love this effect. Yeah. And now I'm using it a lot in my photography. And actually, now we make a small video production team uh, with five, six different persons, young ones, you know, to show that skills on video, you know. Uh, and my thoughts on that is every still has to be a beautiful photo. Yeah. That's my goal. I think it's, show. yeah, I, I agree. I think it's the best way. I think photographers have uh, an edge um, because already you've got the trained eye and you'll be seeing images and then it's, it's I think it's a natural progression to go from photography to uh, moving images. It's it's a natural progression. So I, I think everyone, every photographer should give it a go and especially uh, today where you can um, just make yourself more valuable as a photographer. If you can value add to your client, you can give them the stills yeah. and you can also shoot a bit of video. So you're doing um, a lot of uh, shooting commercially, video shooting for your clients? Uh, I'm I'm doing some, but I, I have one thing that I want to shoot it on my own way, on my style. I'm not yep. going to shoot something I don't like. Uh, not the the idea, the style of it. Right. As my photographer, I want yep. to put a style for and But mostly for me, all these things, video, personal projects, uh, commercial jobs, it's a, pro, a, a learning process because you never learn. You never go to the top. I want always to learn more. So I'm developing more myself through all that. Right. This is this is a nice thing I think about photography, that it's your hobby, it's your profession, and you're learning through that. It's an open university, it never stops. Yeah, exactly. You, the the tough path is to find the the style. From there on, everything is amazing. But the the most tough thing is for a photographer, I think, is just to find a personal style. Yeah. So just on that, who who were your uh, influence? I mean, aside from your grandfather and father, I mean, your style um, uh, reminds me of your portraits. Reminds me of uh, some images from, say, the Renaissance. Were you were you heavily influenced by uh, those past art styles, or or and who are the photographers that you um, were influenced by? I'm influenced a lot of, uh, from old paintings, yep. from old paintings, uh, Renaissance, from the uh, correct works, from old paintings. I really remember when I went for a Euro trip before eight years, just when I wanted to see what I'm going to do with photography. And I was watching these old beautiful paintings in the castles, the portraits. And I really love this, a little bit sidelight. Uh, the dark images, the mood, this got me a lot, uh, influenced a lot from that. Yeah. I love, even if I can't paint, I wish I could paint, I really love uh, these uh, old paintings, I have lots of books, 
I love the style behind it. It's simple. It's uh, not, let's say, a difficult technique. A lot of people ask me, hey, what you doing to your, to your portraits? Uh, you're doing a lot of Photoshop, you're doing that. And now I'm like, 95% is uh, as it was from the camera. Straight no, out of camera. Straight out of the camera. Uh, just a little bit color grading. Yeah. Uh, I need, uh, and I'm really influenced by these old paintings. I like, I like watching movies. I uh, like watching a lot of photography blogs. You know, I love uh, the photography art, let's say. I'm getting influenced. I love a lot of uh, the National Geography documentary style. I love it. And a little bit more of my work is more documentary, let's say, because it's like one shot, uh, five minutes shots. This is the things I'm getting a lot of influence. Fantastic. Let's um, just uh, talk about your style, uh, particularly uh, I'm most interested in, in your portrait style. So when you um, do these personal projects, uh, is it, are you attracted by the story first? Are you seeking out people? Someone tells you there's a fisherman over here or he's a, a priest that's been in, living in this monastery or are you um, just uh, happening on along and, and meeting someone as you're out and about? How, how um, preconceived are these shoots? Are you, is there a lot of planning first and then you approach them or is it, is it random or is it a bit of both? It's a bit of both. Mostly I'm hearing stories or reading from magazines, something that happened or something in the past, because in our island, it has thousand years of history before. Yeah. And um, through a lot of wars that happened here, there's a lot of stories. Tell you the truth, when I started, I really loved the documentary photos of National Geographic. Right. Watching people from Africa, from different tribes or whatever. And I was like, okay, I have to travel to find them, do something that it's amazing, but most of the people can do, can go to a place there. Why don't I find some stories around me? I'm sure there are some stories around me. So I got more into the history books. I always like, like history here. So I found a lot of stories. I was like, ah, what was happening in that village? Say, these people are still alive. I have to go and search. To ask and after it's coming a little bit more raw I'm just going there I'm not having a call or whatever um, to find them I'm just going straight there to see to ask fantastic and so let's just talk about that um, that shooting style that you do is 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 there a like you talked about when you did this uh, uh, video shoot with the fishermen that you prior to that you didn't really like shooting wide do you have a preference when you're shooting portraits is there a there is there a sweet spot in the lens that you you kind of just love this focal length or does it vary depending on the portrait it's really depending on the portrait i love shooting a lot uh it's a little uh, with my husband blood I have attached the old lens on it, the 80 millimeter, which is actually 50 millimeter. Yeah. But I really love the connecting point with the with my with the person, with the subject. I like getting close to them, you know, just to have this uh, connection with the lens. Yeah. Just to let them go uh, watching that lens, really getting them to their own thoughts, you know, living them, themselves. Uh, lately, I love a lot of shooting a little bit more 
either, around yeah. 28. And just like get that personal connection to come closer to the to that person. That, no. That's that's interesting that you say that because that for a long time I preferred I always shot long, everything long, and I was far away, and I was happy yeah. with that. And then I started to really think about the portraits, and I noticed that when I was shooting very long, there's a disconnect with the with the person mm-hmm. because you're far away. And it's when I started, I think, shooting um, a little bit wider, a little bit shorter, and I'm and I think I became more confident as a photographer, and then, and I felt okay being in someone's personal space because I'm like you I'm shy too and so when you're shooting short you are you're almost on top of them right and you feel very very close but that's when you Mm -hmm. that's when you have that connection I think is is that is that what you found this is exactly what I found that connection yep because I really like to focus not a photography talking focus me focusing on that on the eyes I really have to find this connection with the eyes. And even sometimes, uh, and I'm not embarrassed to say it because I'm using a manual focus lens. Uh, I'm there, you know, I'm not the type of photographer that I'm going to take 100 shots yeah. for a portrait. I'm leaving the person opposite me, you know, to relax and I'm like maybe giving in five, eight seconds to them after that click. So uh, through that, that, me finding my focus point, you know correctly yeah it's giving them a more relaxation i'm telling them for example just keep looking at the lens and you have and they have also lately i found it that are trying to shoot some self-portraits because the glass in front of the lens is really big you can see your reflection yeah so it's attracting them to see themselves inside the lens yeah and is they have a little bit more confident and relaxing this is what i found by mistake again right and it, it is, it's all trial and error, isn't it? And you learn from yep. each shoot. So five to eight seconds between frames to me feels like a long time. Is Are you talking uh, that whole time? Yeah, I'm talking to them. Keep focusing on the, on the front of the lens. Um, talk, uh, breathe in, breathe out. Yep. So I'm giving them a, a relaxation time. So I, from the, these first two, three shots, even if I shot 20 shots, I know from the first two to five shots is the one that I want, always. You know, always. do you know it without looking at the back of the camera that you've got the shot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, for sure I'm gonna I'm gonna watch, but mostly I don't want to take that time for the person to see me doing that. Mm, it's yeah. a little bit more uh, attention, you know, getting the attention away. So I prefer if I make a test shot first. You know, with my hand or something there, so I'm not gonna test on them. You never test on them. That's interesting. That's something that I I like to teach students as well. I'm, that that it should always I'm, be first frame should be usable. Yeah. Yeah. And another trick that I, I learned through that process, if I'm gonna tell them I'm testing on you, they're more relaxed uh-huh. than going. It's like ready action. You know, before yeah. that you're calm. Yeah. And after it's like you have the spotlight. And again, it's a little bit trick that I'm telling them. Ah, making a test light. Ah, that's a great trick. So, so again, I'm getting the result from there sometimes. So they don't they don't put on a face because often people, when they're ready for the the actual yeah. photo, they'll they'll t- they'll tense up. So if they think you're just taking tests, they're just going to be relaxed, right? 
I, the, uh, the trick, I think, for me it works is not to stress them, you know, yep. with a lot of time, with the flash, with the light, uh, you don't want to distract them. Right. And so... And this is the beauty of portrait photography. This is the connection between this. This is uh, the connection it with is. someone. You, you've got a beautiful quote um, on that in your bios. Uh, when I take a picture, I want the viewer to feel a connection with the person I'm photographing and transfer yeah. the feelings and emotions to them. Uh, that's beautiful, you know. And so when you're shooting, uh, are you working with an assistant? Uh, sometimes the only assistant that I'm getting is my brother that yeah. knows a little bit what I want or not. Uh, but I love to work and with uh, by myself. I really love the feeling uh, having my backpack and going somewhere for a job, uh, either with my laptop or whatever. I love I love to control things. Yeah. When I went to in uh, Greece in Mount Athos, I was with a backpack of 30 kilos, you know, and I have to make my own sandbags, let's say, putting stuff for the tribe or. But I love this process. I love getting with my equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I love to take the stand, move it before to start something. I really love this this process. It's a little bit more adventure to me. So when you're shooting on your own and uh, before the model steps on set, have you, you find the location first and then you'll bring them out? And, and if you're on your own, how are you testing the light? Are you taking... A selfie? Do you shoot on tripod? How does that all that look? Mostly, and a, it's a little bit other photographers tell me how can you do that. Mostly, I'm shooting on portraits, everything. Yeah. And my portraits as well. Uh, okay, I have a slight uh, problem with my hand because of a small operation I had, but uh, it makes me be a little bit not get to that uh, uh, trick thing. To move a lot, I like. I like uh, I'm, I'm starting having the camera on the tripod to find yeah. my spot. Yeah. Uh, so again, it makes uh, the subject a little bit more comfortable with. And after, I'm gonna change a little bit the angles or whatever. But always, I'm taking a photo with not the person there, because I like the way I love to work with the light is to have a, a little bit uh, natural approach to it, to the flash, not to show a lot of flash to it a little bit more cinematic way yeah. so i'm always in a photo of the background yeah uh, i'm finding my background first and after because i know how my equi equipment works i always use one light yeah it's been so many years so i get really comfortable with it i can know in what distance i will put it or with a modifier on it and with my lens as well i have one lens on it 50 millimeter, let's say. So I really get know that things. So I can work a little bit faster, know a little bit from before the result. And, and do you feel like because you've done this so many times, so, and, um, you know, manual focus, this is the Hasselblad and the flat, what, what flashes are you using? I'm using uh, Broncolor. Yeah. Um, and what modifier? I really love to work with a small Octabox. I think it's 75. Octa. Yeah. yeah, with a grid on it, and yeah. sometimes, but I need an assistant with that, the large one, the 150, because you have a really nice diffuse light. Yeah. If my photos have contrast, uh, you can modify that contrast with the, with the light. Yeah. And I always love to have the sun on my side weight or behind them. 
but but I've noticed a lot of sun behind the portraits. And do you you don't mind a bit of flare in the image? You don't mind the sun hitting your lens, do you? Uh, no, I love the uh, cinematic effect behind it. Yeah. And so and when when you're when you're lighting your shots, you do you have um, do you shoot with the the light in the frame, or do you always back the light out of frame? I have the light. Uh, uh, mostly, I have it sideways. Yeah. And sometimes when I have the large of the box, I'm having more towards the camera. Yeah. So it will just fade through the, through that person. The light It's like a natural light coming from somewhere uh, or to flare my camera. It does flare. So yeah. There's a lot of it. That's uh, that's uh, something I very I notice very much about your style, it, yeah. and it's got the flare so that it, it you, you try and light in a way that looks believable. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I'm trying. And sometimes with a with a large modifier, the octan box, uh, if you have the light away from the subject, you uh, uh, kind of uh, feathering the light. The feathering, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. a softer light, and then you 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 try and create that sort of um, I, I'd call it Rembrandt style lighting. It's like a three quarter. So you've got some some shadow and modeling on the face um, to create a bit of contrast and mood to your subjects. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a big fan of this uh, lighting, dramatic lighting. Yeah. Uh, for me, it brings more the emotions out. Yeah. It's, it's my personal style. Uh, not personal style, a lot of uh, people using it, but it's my personal taste. Yeah, mostly. yeah, Sorry. It's, definitely. It's a taste that I love because it's uh, making a little bit more 3D, the photo. It's uh, showing you the environment. You know, you get more into that photo, looking into that photo, I think. Yeah, and it's very much an environmental portrait uh, style that you're using. So I think the background is very important. And you say you, you find the background first and then you bring your, you do a test shot and then you bring your model in and, yeah. uh, and, and light them. And then you're saying also post-production is minimal. Is that right? Actually, I know a lot of uh, for, uh, for post-production. My dad was like giving me a lot of books to read because before it was in 2003, you couldn't find a lot of things in internet. Yeah. <laughs> 2003, four. I had lots of books. I learned a lot of uh, photo manipulation or uh, all the stuff, uh, uh, putting a subject somewhere else, putting in the sky. But I really love the this raw process. Yeah. Uh, just my image, you know. And in the past, I got myself like working on a photo for one hour, two hours, three hours. And after, through the history of Photoshop, you're going back and you're saying like, no, I love the, the original image. Yeah. Just a little bit just or color. So yeah. mostly now I'm doing with color grading, a little bit with channel mixer, a little bit black and white to it, just to brought the colors to one tone. This is actually what I'm doing. Yeah. It's, not, it's really a small process. So it's a very natural style that you're going for and you're trying to mimic the natural light and but just also uh, enhance the model and then most importantly connect with your subject uh, and I think uh, I think you do that beautifully and it's uh, it, as I said it's uh, it's a beautiful body of work. So um on that where do you see yourself in 5 years? Yeah. I would love to shoot more personal and uh, commercial projects uh, with people, with more raw stories. Yeah. This is the goal. I, 
as I told before, I really love the feeling to have my backpack with my lights and my camera. I just go to a place and shoot a more raw story. Yeah. And it's sort of like a personal advice that I'm giving to people. It's like, uh, for example, the last award that I won in 2018 for production part of the spotlights and they took, called me and told me that oh, you are the winner of the with the grand prize with that portrait of the priest I was like I was like wow there's a, was a lot of photographers a lot of uh, commercial stuff that I really love from people that I I saw their work I really appreciate my and I asked the guys okay <laughs> why they really love my my portrait it's more simple but it has a character behind it and the answer that they gave me is because now what people are doing, they're fantastic photographers, but mostly post-production behind a photo, a right. big manipulation. And they kind lost a little bit the sense of photography. Right. That you do everything uh, after. Yes. Okay, you have to have a nice shot in front of you to do certain things. You can't correct everything. You can't correct the lighting or... Um, so they were looking some more raw photography. Right. And this is my advice now, because now there are a lot of computer guys, a lot of CGI guys, um, that they know fantastic things in computer. They can make really fantastic stuff. But I think they're losing a little bit the, the real photography behind yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying, it's like I went back before 15, 20 years. To be a little bit more raw because I think it's losing the style a little bit, and there are clients that they want this. You want they want you to be a little bit more fast and more into point. Yeah, and and it's a more authentic style, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I love this process. I love to take more time on photographing, less time in Photoshop. That's a nowadays. great motto. I love that. I love that. Um, fantastic. And um, if people want to check out your work, where's the best place to uh, see your stuff? It's my my website, uh, which, okay, I'm updating every six months now. Yep. And mostly I have work on my Instagram. Uh, but again, on that both uh, sites, I try to keep my more personal style to it. Yep. Uh, I, okay, I, ha I have lots of work that I'm doing. Okay, all my style of work, um, but it's what I want to show to my clients. Yep. yep. And I told you before, I, re I really love an architectural work. I really love this connection with with the lines, with the lighting, because again, through that stuff, it's bringing me to the portrait photography. Yep. Even if they have lots of connection, the light has a lot of connection because light is the most important thing for me. Yep. So architecture and portrait, it's quite combining my work. Right. Fantastic. Uh, so it's all about taking the viewers where you want yeah. to trick them like magic. So architecture, it's a little bit the same. Yeah. To bring a nice feeling to from an image. This is my goal, to yeah. bring to someone a, a nice feeling. I think you're doing that. I think your work is absolutely beautiful uh, and I will put all the links uh, in the show notes to your uh, fantastic Instagram, your website. Uh, you've got a Facebook page and also I encourage everyone to check out your uh, 
work on Vimeo as well, and I'll put that link in the show notes. Antonis, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. I wish you continued success, and I can't wait to see what you do next. Thanks a lot. It's an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Well, there you go, Antonis and Grafu. It's so good to be able to talk to and to listen to the experiences from all of these fantastic photographers from all over the world. I, I Brilliant. Know, absolutely love his work and, and love having the opportunity to, uh, you know, tap into these uh, photographers' minds and just find out exactly mm. how they tick. Absolutely. Now, what else is happening this week, Gina? Well, Val, what I want to do uh, is I've got a new segment that I want to introduce to the podcast. We'll see how it okay. goes. But because, sure. uh, you know, I get a little bit of feedback from uh, people from around. We talked about like all the different countries that are tuning in. Yes. So I thought what we do uh, to uh, end, end the shows is uh, finish right. with uh, an Aussie slang term of the week. <laughs> and then you can all go away and hopefully uh, – Try and put that in a sentence <laughs> during the week somewhere. So are you ready for the, the, this week's, the, the, the first one? Slang, are you Aussie hoping, slang of the week. Are you hoping that somewhere in someone in Burkina Faso <laughs> okay. is going to make use me so happy that, right. you know, and if someone can film it even better, oh, my God, yeah. that would make me so okay. happy. Put so, it in the so, podcast community. Yeah, so it, because I hear all the time it's like, uh, yeah, we, we were listening to the podcast, had to stop, look the word up because, yes. <laughs> you know, so, so now I'm going to help you out a bit. I'll give you the meaning and I'll give you an example. So for this week. The Aussie uh, slang term of the week is to be stoked. So that's uh, S-T-O-K-E-D, stoked. And the meaning of that is to be extremely enthusiastic, exhilarated or excited about something. So, uh, (laughs) Valerie, you would be stoked about um, if I came around with uh, some banoffee pie for you, right? You would be stoked. I'd be stoked, you know, absolutely. Uh, I'll put it in a <laughs> sentence so uh, yes. someone would say to someone else, oh, mate, I'm stoked about our surfing trip this weekend or I'm stoked. Did they do about- it with that twang? Yeah, of course. It's, we're talking course. Aussie, Val. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, would like to uh, hear that in a sentence. I would love if someone <laughs> responds to a comment on the Facebook page and just slips in stoked somewhere, like did a shoot, so stoked. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> how I entertain myself, Val. <laughs> uh, brilliant. <laughs> you keep on entertaining yourself. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. All right. So hopefully you're all stoked to hear this podcast stoked. and because uh, we're all stoked that you're listening to us. Thank you. <laughs> Gina's, Gina's just in on her own little planet giggling away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'd love to, <laughs> we'd love it if you could use it in a sentence. All right. So fantastic. Um, where do we find you online, Gina, on that note? I'm at ginamilitia.com, so that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. All social media, I'm at ginamilitia, G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. That's Instagram and uh, Twitter. And you can also find me in the So You Want to Be a Photographer Facebook podcast community. 
And if you want to connect with me uh, in person and you want to take your photography to the next level, then think about joining the Goldies uh, where you can be like lots of other Goldies who are just totally killing it this week and uh, all year. And I'm the sure last they're stoked years, too. And they're totally stoked to be there. And so if you want to check mm. that out, go to GinaMilitia.com and click on join the community. What about you, Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com where I'm really, and you know, stoked. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.